You're listening to the Morning Brew with Stu Podcast. And here's your host, Stuart Brooking. And here we go. Welcome to the Morning Brew with Stu. As always, I'm your host, Stuart Brooking, back from vacation, back from a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, and back to my home home office where we are going to break down for the next eight weeks the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, 32 through 29, came out earlier. My guest, as always, when we do the quarterback countdown, the one, the only, Jeff Hunt. Jeff, welcome, and man, I love talking quarterbacks. Hey, thanks, man. I'm ready to do this again. I th- I'd say that the your biggest achievement out, you know, congratulations on your one-year anniversary is getting me to commit to something uh, <laughs> <laughs> again for another summer. No, but seriously, like uh, you and your you and your wife are awesome. Uh, you look like a wonderful couple, and I'm glad to I, – I hope to make this as relaxing for you as I can before your actual football season kicks in. Um, I love the rankings every week. Again, I'll tell everybody, I don't know what they're going to be. They come at me, they blindside me, and I take about two hours to try and wrap my head around it. And I, I start off here. Here's how the, here's how the range of emotion goes. My immediate reaction is what the F. And then my next one is like, okay. And then my next one is like, what the F? And then my next one's like, okay, I forgot. Like Stuart, like I try to go through your, I try to pick your brain. So it takes me about an hour to wrap my head around it. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, okay, I think we can meet eye to eye on some. And then some I'm like, I I just don't get where I don't know. Basically here, my overall reaction so far is like, I don't understand why Stuart hates Anthony Richardson, but then we'll, we'll go from there. It's not that I hate. Anthony. That's the theme of this. That's the theme of the and year. I was going to because I know up. where you're coming. I don't even know you're going to be wrong. I'm just saying that's my. I was going to bring my... this up <laughs> I, before you did. I was going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, we'll go ahead and talk about it. Probably just to give you a heads up, 32 through 25, there's going to be a lot of debate and a lot of a lot of. I guess I I don't want to say arguments, but a lot of debate yeah. about how is this person above a guy who you think highly of Anthony yeah. Richardson and I, I'm excited for it. There's going to be a lot more debate but, but, this year but, than there has been in years past. I think so. No. And and again, I know how much effort you put into this and I am not like, I know you didn't just throw this, you know, at the, at the wall and see what sticks. So um, you'll talk me, I'll have my follow-up questions as usual and you'll talk me through it. And by the time we're all said and done, we'll, we'll probably agree on uh, uh, most of them, a few of them. All right. Let's run through the list just in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> And then we'll go in depth. Our favorite players on here this week. I can't believe one. it. So number 32 is quarterback Desmond Ritter. Number 31 is quarterback Tyler Huntley. Now, quarterback number 30 is Baker Mayfield. And 29 is Sam Howell. Let's start off with quarterback number 32, the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback Desmond Ritter. And Jeff, he didn't make the list last year. This was a guy no, obviously who obviously not. This was a guy in who last year's draft process, much like I did Anthony Richardson this year, I tore apart. And I said, yes. this is a guy who was not an accurate thrower. And a lot of it for him was throwing motion. His arm worked as an independent contractor separate from the body, which at time caused the ball to sail high. And, and he couldn't really control the ball. What I saw this year were improvements in the throwing motion, it's shorter, it's more compact, it's more refined, and he's done that in an offseason and one season. Like You saw it in the offseason from the time he stopped playing in the college football playoffs to the first preseason game. You saw, okay, there's a little bit there of, just in the summer, a little bit of like some tweaking in that throwing motion. Then when you saw him play later on in the season, you said, if you watched it really carefully, you're like, man, he's tweaked it even more since we saw him in August. And now it's more refined. He's always had the arm, Jeff. I, I If you go back to our conversation last year when we talked about Marcus Mariota, I said, Mary, when when it goes into training camp, Falcons fans are going to watch the ball pop out of Desmond Ritter's hand and say, why is Marcus Mariota starting? But then when they see how inaccurate he was, they'd be like, oh, that's why. He's he can make the throws. He can do everything you want. He's he's made the necessary improvements, in my opinion, to be worthy of a starter, to at least be given the opportunity 
to be a starter and to prove what he's got this year. You, I guess this one, more so than anything, is a projection ranking for me based off of where I think he's going to be based off of the, the improvements he's already made. Now, the negatives, and then I'll, I'll give you some, and we can discuss it here in a minute. Yeah, no. But some of the negatives... He's basically a rookie again. I think he only played one year or like four games last year, if that. He hasn't had very much playing time. There's a lot to learn. A lot of these got to learn. So he still he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. He there's a lot there. There's still some stuff to go to that I want to see. He's not as mobile as everyone makes you think he is. He's mobile and he can move, but it's more like Joe Burrow esque as opposed to. You know, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson-esque, which everyone would make you believe it doesn't matter, and it's not that. It's more Joe Burrow-esque type movement than it is he's just an elusive runner, those types of things. So that's where I'm at with, with Desmond Ritter. That's why he's quarterback 32 for me, because I think he's made the necessary improvements to at least earn the opportunity to be a, the, the 32nd quarterback in the league. Yeah, and th- this is this is a perfect example of what we talk about. Uh that this was my initial reaction. I saw the list and I had not even considered that Ritter, we would even discuss him this season because he was just one of those players last year. It was a, it was a bad team that also didn't, didn't get talked about a lot. It just, they didn't, they didn't have any primetime games. So like someone like me, I did not get to watch a lot of Desmond Ritter, a lot of everything I know about Desmond Ritter and I'm being, totally honest is what you know you came into last season you know telling me about it and you know breaking it down and you just admitted you know you just talked about everything that you said last year and that's you know it's kind of what um you know obviously he's a guy that's got everything it looks like everything mental what it takes to be a professional player if you tell me Ritter is going to still be in the NFL in 10 years I believe you like he seems like that type of person he's already got you know a family life he's an older kid all these things going for him you know and I like I think the the Burrow comparison is great he is a and I don't mean this as a slight he's a bad version of Joe Burrow but you're he, right he reminds he can, me a lot of Ryan Tannehill who Arthur Smith Tan, had a lot Tannehill's of a good one Tannehill's a good one there's a there's a lot of guys out there who are just athletic enough to hang around um you know when we get to the next guy on your list, like that's also like a version of Ritter that I can believe. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Stu's saying he's the 32nd, you know, quarterback and going into this league this year. I'm like, I think he's earned the right to be the 32nd best quarterback in the league. Like when I really, when I look at the list, do I think at the end of like, okay, let's put it this way. A year from now, Stuart, when we're doing the quarterback things, do I think that he's going to be ranked higher than Richardson? No. Do I think he's going to be ranked higher than a couple, maybe even a couple of the rookies this year? No. But your list is not that. Your list is, you know, this season, the most effective quarterbacks. And I think that you're right. He, he's a, he's a, he's a, an older rookie. He's got a few games under his belt. He's playing in a place and they've got him some help. He's he's got some help to where he can accidentally like, you know, ha- have some offensive stats and learn how to play with some good players. That does help a quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you get me that, like, let's talk about Peyton Manning when he had the chance to. And I we're we're going to extremes here, but we're talking Peyton Manning, Marshall Falk. How much did Marshall Falk, you know, and those guys help Peyton Manning grow? You know, allow him to like they can cover some mistakes and things like that. So. I don't I'm not as against it as I was. Do I I don't think he's I don't I don't think he's better than Brissett right now, who we talked about last week on your four out. I don't think he's better than Richardson, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. So I'm so what am I saying? We I'm not we're gonna sit and argue all night. I'm gonna put him at 34. So yeah. I, I don't hate it. And then um I, I'm rooting it's another guy that I'm rooting for, and I hope he's awesome. Um he seems Here's like the every, everybody I'd want in a player. Here's the separation factor between him and Jacoby Brissett because those uh, this are the is two, I love this one. I, lo- I like those this are comparison. the two that I went back and forth on. I bet it because he was 33 and Desmond Ritter is 32. Yep. We talked about in the last episode Brissett at time, and I know it's four games for Desmond Ritter or whatever, but we talked about with Brissett how he is gun shy, the yep. deep shots there, and he doesn't take it. In the little bit that I've seen from the example side. This is all based off of, you know, science is based off the data you're given. My mm-hmm. my quarterback rankings are based off the data I'm given. Based off the few games I've been given, 
Desiree Ritter's not afraid to take the deep shot. The game-changing plays that Jacoby Brissett does not and almost seems willing, willingly will not take, those are the separation factors between those two guys that puts a younger Desmond Ritter yeah. who doesn't have the experience above a guy like Jacoby Brissett because he's willing to take that deep shot and, and you know, a play where, yes, you could get a five-yard out route, but he that 20-yard post is in single coverage, and that man's that corner's all over the wide receiver. But he he says, screw it, I'm going to throw it down there anyways because I have a big enough arm, and I think I, my ball placement's good enough. I could put it in a spot where only my man can get it. And then he does, and it's a 20-yard yeah. gain as opposed to a five-yard gain. That's the separation factor between a guy like Desmond Ritter and to Jacoby Brissett, and, and in I, my opinion. And I, and I knew it was when I looked at the list. All four of these guys were going to talk about that same factor. And when I looked at the list, I was like, you know what? Stu's got a point. Like, Jacoby plays right at or under his ceiling all the time. And these these young guys, uh, you know, go a step above it. So I, I totally agree. Like, let's put it this way. If they both hit their ceiling this year, uh, Ritter's way beyond Brissett. Yeah. Like, we know what Brissett's looks like. Uh, you know, we still – Ritter's got the chance. So at I max, like that's what I said. Well, at I, max Brissett's 20 at max. Yes. Right. Max. I mean, absolute max. Topped out. Well, I can't believe he had this season, Max. Right. Yep. All right. Quarterback number 31 <laughs> this, is one that this you're is familiar wild, with man. because your wife oh, is I've a watched, watched Ravens every moment. fan. Let me say this. I told you coming in, there was going to be a list, or you you wanted to know. I asked you how many teams have two quarterbacks on the yeah. list. The Ravens are one. Stunned. Obviously, Lamar is going to make the list, just depending on where. But Tyler Huntley, I have no doubt in my mind, Jeff, if the season ended or if he was a free agent when the season ended, he would be starting somewhere wow. right now. I firmly believe that. He's got everything. He's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility that everyone wants. He's smart, all those types of things. What set the reason he's 31 for me? One, we haven't seen him do it consistently enough because obviously he's been a backup. Two, there are some things that Lamar does and that some of these other guys do, even the guys ahead of him with the different arm angles. You know, he's kind of I, I like quarterbacks who are who have a clean throwing motion and throw it clean every time. But there are times, I'm not saying you have to get sloppy with it, but there are times when the arm angle based off of where you're at has to switch. Now everything else yeah. can stay the same, but you may have to throw a sidearm here and there. That's what makes Patrick Mahomes so great. You may have to throw a three quarters, you know, throwing motion. That's what makes all these guys so great. Right. But he is so robotic. It's the same thing all the time that he can't throw over that linebacker sometimes because you got to throw around him and he won't do it. He doesn't have, he doesn't do those types of things and all that. And when you watch, when you watch him play, he's missing that special thing that, you know, makes him an elite player. But Jeff, there's also, let's be real here. Lamar, there's no reason the Ravens should have postponed Lamar being paid. No reason. He's a former league MVP He's, you know, may or may not be a top 10 quarterback. We'll find out where I have him. <laughs> He's a former league MVP, all these types of things. But the Ravens, I fully believe the Ravens felt strongly enough that if they were to trade Lamar at the draft or before the draft or any of this, they could have rolled this season with Tyler Huntley and wow. been just fine because they can play the same style that they're playing. They don't have to rearrange their offense. They can play the same style of football Right now, if Tyler Huntley's starting for them, that they play off Lamar, you just may have to. Let me say this: for a guy who's mobile and creative and all this, he doesn't veer veer away from the structure of a play yeah. like a Lamar does. That makes Lamar special. That's the difference in him. Is he? If you if he plays within the structure of a play, he tear your defense apart. He'll go for four eighty and four touchdowns with no issue. But it's when the play breaks down and he needs to create a little bit. Sometimes he's not that guy that Lamar is. And I think ultimately that's why the Ravens went with that, but he's the starting quarterback in the league. If you ask me. Um, 
I'm not sure I 100% agree with that. Now, I agree with everything everything your critiques of him because you you watch the same player I did. Um that how I was going to say it and you said it way better because you know, you're just better at this. He's just not a twitchy player. Um like I now the difference I think that we see here is I think Lamar uh can take I think Lamar's held back by the the offense that he played in for the last few years as to where Huntley I think needs it. I don't think Huntley can 100%. necessarily run any offense as to where Lamar I think needs to be so as far as just comparing the two on the team I think Lamar's just talent level is you know, is off the charts but I agree with what you say. If you tell me Huntley goes to San Francisco, San Francisco goes to the playoffs. And I know everybody uses San Francisco but that but that's just the easiest one because that is a team that is built, you know, for a quarterback to do exactly what he's told to and to make a few decisions, um, you know, as opposed to like when we talked, we were going to talk about Herbert and uh, Los Angeles, that, that the guy has so much on his shoulders. Like if Huntley goes to Los Angeles Chargers, he might win two games, might not survive the season, you know, but that doesn't mean he does that. Could, if Huntley goes to Dallas, I think they can make the playoffs. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as offenses constructed to, like, you know, limit choices, but also, like, two or three times a game. Uh, I did like the kid last year. I mean, he played awesome. Uh, he, he could have beat the Bengals. I mean, there were so many things going. He, he was a banged up dude, too, you know. So, that's, you know, so he had a lot going for him. I thought 31 was high just because I, I think that he tops out. But I also would tell you that if you if I had to choose for four games in a row, he's probably higher than a few of the guys on this list. So again, that's where I'd said that you know we go back and forth. So I don't I obviously I don't hate the choice. I was shocked by it, but then once I started again started thinking about it and started running it through, I'm like, okay, I can see, I can see, and I did. I watched a guy play every game, and I'm like, I don't know, he he looked really good. He makes you know his he doesn't make. He makes, I say, I'll, I'll just go say, I'll say he makes, I don't want to say he makes great throws. He makes smart throws and good decisions. And he, he, he's not the guy, you know, that's going to, to make a throw and maybe like, oh, I didn't see that because he just can't do it. But um, he's also, he's, he's got a lot of those intangibles that we, we beg for quarterbacks to have. Um, and he's another one. If you tell me in 10 years, he's still a, a backup or a third string somewhere and, and, and winning a game here or there. I, I totally believe you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let me say this. I don't think, and again, if it, this is all based off a limited yeah, amount of, of, of tape, but when I look at the other guys, like may, I, I can see an argument. This would be the first one where I could see an argument for Anthony Richardson well, because I where you're not going to get me is I he's better than Brissett for sure. Well, he's and better whatever, than Minshew. And I'll, let's remind everybody what you're not saying like who we want for the next 10 years. Like no. I think sometimes people get caught up in that. Obviously Richardson's you know, it's it's not the even potential close. for Richardson's high. If you're picking, but you're you're just saying effectiveness for you know the 2023 season coming up, and I see it well. And just just run it back. If we go if we go back 12 months from now and we talk about the Carolina Panthers, Huntley's would have been the best choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so it's like that's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Could so what we're saying is could Huntley be a bad starting quarterback in the NFL? Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I'm just being serious. Yeah, I'm not we, even making a joke. Like, yeah, we are. Yeah, because all the quarterbacks aren't going to be good that are starters. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean they they shouldn't start. You know, like Darnold was a terrible starting quarterback. Huntley would be a better option. I think so. All right, time to talk about your favorite player. <laughs> your I can't favorite, believe we talk about him again. Your third year favorite player and number thirty, the Buccaneers starting quarterback at Baker Mayfield. And let me preference by saying this. I've been a Baker supporter from you from sure day have. one. Day you one, sure have. This is it for Baker. <laughs> it is. It is now, or you're relegated to backup for the rest of your career. It, that's just. That's just. But can he it, be a? I don't. We can, we don't have time for the conversation, but I don't know if he can be a backup. That's a weird thing about Baker. I, I think mindset it's all, wise, all probably not. not. But I'm just saying, you're relegated to that status. By t- teams will not see him as the starter, basically. If he does not have yeah. a good, oh a yeah, good season this season, Baker 
here's the thing. When he really gets behind it and you watch some of his best plays, this is a guy who's got a really like people think mm-hmm. because he's small, he doesn't have a big arm. Like this guy's got a cannon. He's got yeah. a, a howitzer on the right side of his arm. It, and he's accurate. He has those types of things. I, there's just times where Baker, in my opinion, like, I, I want quarterbacks to have confidence, and I'm glad quarterbacks have confidence. But there's times where he makes decisions or he throws the football in situations where you're saying, man, dude, like, I get it, but there's no need to play hero ball in this situation. Cleveland, for instance, a lot of times in Cleveland, that team was so good. You just had to not mess it up. Yeah. And it felt like he was playing hero ball. And I was like, why are you, why are you playing hero ball? You don't have to. And the way it was built for him, I felt was perfect with the play action pass. And you talk about how he had success in Oklahoma and they ran play action pass 79% of the time when he was in Oklahoma and all those types of things. I thought the seven, the Kevin Stefanski offense would be perfect for him. There's just times the decision-making is not there. I think at times he gets lazy with his mechanics, which causes the ball to, to sail and, and leads to some of the interceptions that you see. And he doesn't always put the ball behind. He doesn't always put what he's got behind it. And sometimes you don't have to, I get it. But there are times where you're saying Baker, you have to fit this in there. That ball kind of dies before it gets to the wide receiver. And, it leads to bad plays and bad interceptions. Having said that, I think he's the starting quarterback in this league. I think he got screwed over in Cleveland. He played hurt. It is what it is. We could debate that all we want. But the guy played hurt. Like you said last earlier in the year or whatever, he shouldn't have played when he oh, played yeah. in Cleveland. He should not have played. He got screwed over. They went for a guy who hadn't played football in, in almost two years. All that kind of, Had the allegations he had, whatever. He got screwed over. He did. Then he went to a bad situation in Carolina where nobody was going to win. He came in, played, had four days at practice, went and played in Los Angeles. Yeah, one of the great games of last year. He won and then didn't win another game the rest of the year. And now he's here at Tampa Bay. And for me, it's it's now or never for, for Baker Mayfield. This is your last chance, in my opinion, to be a starting quarterback in the league. Well, here's the thing about Mayfield. Um, you know, we've this this is a guy that we don't really agree on much at all. Um, <laughs> because I, I don't like I think he just doesn't have the athleticism, the physical tools to overcome everything you say. But and and it's funny because you know, we won't we don't want to go down too far down the road, but like for some reason, like we're like we won't criticize guys like Baker for the decision making for the mental part of it be, be just because of who Baker is like uh, everything we just said about you know Tyler Huntley is everything Baker just doesn't have like i don't like for some reason there's this barrier there to where we can't just say that like oh Baker's just not a smart on the field football player i have no idea how smart he is in real life he's probably obviously you know from business side of it and all that he you know, educated guy, but as far as on the football field, he's just not a smart football player. He's not, he doesn't learn game to game. Just like you said, he got to the Rams. He didn't get better. Like that was it. His plateau was the first day he got there, which means like when it was the easiest, you know, the, you know, as far as, you know, them just feeding him the plays and giving him the limited amount is when he did the best The the uh, you know, you go from Cleveland winning a playoff game, obviously like, okay, you're our starting quarterback. This is the franchise coming off of that huge, you know, playoff win against Pittsburgh. Like next season, we're going into the Super Bowl contenders, and Baker got crushed under the pressure of it. Like he obviously can't handle all the extra stuff it takes to be a quarterback. But in this league, and the way it is, we do not talk about players that look and act like Baker the same way we do other guys. Like, you know, like nobody would ever call Baker a dumb football player like they would. And let me tell you, if Richardson's terrible this year and is throwing a bunch of interceptions, nobody, nobody is going to hesitate and saying like, oh, he just can't get it. Justin Fields. We just saw him get destroyed for two years. Like he just doesn't get it. Can't make the throws. He can't read a defense. Nobody ever says Baker Mayfield can't read a defense. He obviously cannot read a defense. 
Like it's just it to me, it's just as obvious as can be, but we just won't talk about it. He's a limited, he's a limited quarterback. Uh, he's not a I'm sorry, but he's not, I don't think he's a starting quarterback of the NFL. Uh going forward, he is who I thought he was. He's had some great games. I cheered for him. He uh, when he steps off the plane and wins that game for the Rams, I'm like, that was awesome. Like it's not like I'm rooting against him. I just I just see what I see, but we just won't talk about it because of his stature, because of his look, because of his attitude and all that. It's 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 the same as like, you know, uh, a Grayson Allen or a JJ Reddick. Like they'll always get the benefit of the doubt, you know, for because they they fit a stereotype. Baker just ain't it. Like the guy, I don't think the guy puts the extra work in. I don't think the guy's got it. I don't think he sees defenses like he needs to see, especially for everybody. Who was he compared to coming out? Drew Brees. Oh, he's Drew Brees. He could just be Drew Brees. No, no. He's as tall as Drew Brees. That's it. Drew Brees was a scientist on the football field. Baker's obviously not. Baker thinks he's Josh Allen. Like I bet when you play basketball against Baker, he's a monster because he thinks he's Michael Jordan and he probably plays like it. Football catches up with you. Defenses catch up with you. He just isn't that guy mentally on a football field. And he doesn't, he's not physically good enough to overcome it like some of these other guys are. I'll just, I'm just, you know, that's just, and I'll, I don't think I'm wrong. We'll see. Listen, and I'm not even rooting against guys. I just want to be clear. If yeah, he's great I mean, this listen, year, I'll be happy to come back in a year from now and go like, Stuart, I can't believe how wrong I was about Baker Mayfield. It just upsets me that we can't have the conversation about some of these guys like we can. Some, like we will have no problem, like not and not just us. I mean, everybody just dissecting um, everything that Justin Fields does this year in his third year. But Baker Mayfield, just like, nah, we, we just assume he's got all this other stuff. It's just a matter of being in the right place. Like, well, why do we assume? To me, I don't see – he looks like he can't read it. It looks like he has no idea where his safety is at any time. Looks like he has no idea whether it's zone or man, you know, if they're masking at any time. Like, I don't see any of these things. I see that if a play goes right, he can make some spectacular plays. I think he's uh, – I don't know if you ever watch uh, – if you remember the Sacramento Kings back when uh, Jason Williams, white chocolate played for him, but it's more like that. Like for one game, he looked like the best player in the world, but it wasn't sustainable for a career like it was with Chris Paul or somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. That's why he's 30. I'm not talking about. Oh yeah. Guy, I, I get like it. Like he's a future hall of famer by any means. I mean, this but is I would have guy... him on your list. I would have him at 37. I'm just being totally honest. Okay. With you. This is a guy who, at one point, I had as a top, I think, 12 guy. Then he fell, I think, to, I want to say, I can't remember where I had him last year. And now he's he's at 30. This is a guy yeah. who, when I say is on his last leg, I mean, on his last leg. And I've been a Baker defender. But I'm also smart enough to know that, like, something ain't working. And at some point, we got to stop blaming everything else around them and start start saying. I mean, the, I'm yeah, I'm saying the and, same thing. And, and here's the thing: you're with him, how I was with Blake Bortles, which was fair for everyone was telling me how great Bortles was, and I was saying he wasn't that great. Jacksonville don't give him eighty six million. Jacksonville gave him eighty six million. He wet to bed. And you're saying the same thing about Baker. I get it. I guess where we we disagree is I think when we saw the version of him in Cleveland that won that playoff game Agreed. where I said he was a top 12 quarterback, one, we're not that far removed from that. Two, I think this is a guy who, if given the right circumstances and given the right opportunity, can get back to being that Baker Mayfield. And I'm not talking about a Baker Mayfield. This guy's never thrown for 30 touchdowns in his career. I'm not saying this guy can get back to – I'm saying at max he can get back to being Jimmy Garoppolo. At max he could he could get to being a a 20 to 21 guy who's good enough to stay around. The ball goes his way a couple times. He could he could have some luck and find himself in an AFC championship game. I'm not saying he's going to win but, it. Or but they, then that's where we start having the conversation. Yeah, if you tell me five years from now Baker Mayfield is a decent player – on a good team, I might believe that more than I believe this coming season he's going to be good. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to try to stick to your criteria here. Just like, just like you were 100 right about Winston a couple years ago. 
Like I couldn't have been more wrong. Like you were right. I think like, that's how I feel about Baker's like, I've seen what I've seen. Like I, you know, you, you were, you were right. Like you are who you are now. Do I think he can grow as a player and have a couple years in his thirties that he's actually pretty good? I absolutely do. But you tell me this coming year, I just, until I see it, yeah, I just don't believe it. I don't think he's going to be very good either. That's why I have him at thirty. I mean, oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not, yeah, we're splitting hairs here. But I, I think I, this would be the first one that I would drop him out of your thirty. We'll kind of say thirty-six so far. This would be the first one. And the quarterback twenty-nine is the guy who is Baker Mayfield two point but he's bigger, he's stronger, <laughs> he's faster, a better arm, more athletic. He plays similar to Baker, but he's the guy I think everybody thought Baker was going to be. Let me say this. Last year, the draft process came out. Everyone told me Malik Willis was the number one quarterback in this draft class. Everyone Ooh. told me Kenny Pickett was the number one guy in this draft class. I said Sam Howe was the best quarterback in last year's draft class, and I also said if he started week one last year, he was the most pro-ready quarterback. Him and Kenny Pickett were the most pro-ready quarterbacks in that draft class. No doubt about it. I, I, Sam Howell hasn't had, a lot like Desmond Ritter, the opportunity to show what yep. he can do. He's going to be the starter this year over Jacoby Brissett because he's going to push the ball down the field. He's more mobile. No one think, Here's the thing with Sam Howell, everyone. I know you don't think he's mobile. He works for 800 yards his final year in college. You want to talk about a guy who's not mobile? He was the leading rusher on that North Carolina team his final year at North Carolina. And everyone wants to be like, well, he took a regression in the passing game. Sure he did. His weapons left. But yeah. he and he played again. He's playing in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. He picked it up by showing he can run, which yeah. is what everyone tells me is the new thing these days. You got to be able to run. Well, he did that and he fell to the third round. So I I, I don't get it. Whatever. Sam Howell to me. This is the guy who everyone everyone's like, oh, the next Brock Purdy, the next Brock. This is the guy you got to look out for. Because I think this is a guy who next season, we might be having an argument, Jeff, if this guy isn't 18, 19, oh, wow. 21. Because I this guy's that talented. He's mobile. He's creative. He's got a big arm. He's fearless. He doesn't care to push the ball down the field. All those types of things that everyone wants to tell me that they like in quarterbacks. He's got. Is he the perfect prospect? No. Are there going to be rough patches? Of course there are. He's essentially just like Desmond Ritter, a rookie again this year. Yeah. But in my opinion, this guy right now, like, is is the guy who, if if I was a betting man, I would go to Vegas and bet on is going to have the most surprising season this season because I think he's going to. A lot of people are going to open their eyes and be like, man, actually, you're right. Sam Howell was the best quarterback in last year's draft class. I know we were fascinated by the big arm of Malik Willis, but we yeah. should have actually been watching real football instead of playing Madden. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But Sam Howell, to me, is the real deal, and he's going to show everybody he's the real deal this year. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of him. I watch I watched more of him in North Carolina than I did coming out of North Carolina. Like I remember our beloved friend, you know, Chris, you know, couch coach Powell, me saying when they when they got him, you know, the commanders got him in the third round, just being like, You've got to be beside yourself. Like you have to be so happy. I absolutely absolutely thought he was the best quarterback in that draft. I did like Willis. I didn't think Willis was better. Um I don't know where I'm at on Willis now. We'll just have to wait and see. Like I don't, I don't ever want to. He's know, gonna be out of the league and have it to see feels him. it. It feels like it. It feels like it. And there, there's I did, where I, I tried I, to tell everyone, but I hate you did. I hate to root against any of these kids, but it it doesn't feel good. Um, I would say the only like I don't even have a kickback, but as far as the list, the comparisons, I think I I think I actually like Stidham, uh, who you had at 34 last week, just out, um, right there with Hal, but. But I'm not gonna. There, it's not an argument about it. Like I think we kind of agree agree on Sam. Um, he did a lot of good things. And what I liked about Sam last year was he played on a competitive team. Like people forget that Washington was in the fight, you know, right down to the very end. And the NFC, a tough NFC East. Um, so he had a lot of pressure and was coming up big. I swear, like some of these players, like if if you win 
like, uh, you know, just like you said with Ritter, like I have no idea, like you, you never played yeah. with anything that mattered. That doesn't, that doesn't mean good or bad, but I know Hal played with weight on his shoulders as to where he wasn't allowed just to go out there and like fling it around and throw interceptions, but also learn how to throw the ball. Like he had, he had some pressure and he was trying to get a team to the playoffs and, um, played pretty decent under that, which says a lot to me. Uh, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, as we're, you know, we're kind of in the middle of the, not the middle, but like we're in a, the middle of the NBA finals right now as we speak, but like we just watch the NBA playoffs. Like you learn that like how a player performs when it matters is a thing. And I think Hal played pretty good, you know, in a in like I say in a tough division when the weight was on it. So I think I I think I like where he's at. When I look at the rest of the list, I'm like, do I think Gardner's better? I'm like, yeah, but then I'm like, well, why is he not you know, a starter, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think he's better just cause I saw flashes of him two years ago. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I got to give how credit for, you know, being in the trenches and being under fire and coming up big in some of those games. So I think I kind of, this is the first one that I think I totally agree is I, I like your opinion on how, and I think that if you told me, you know, he took a team to the playoffs next year or to the game fighting for the playoffs, you know, at the end of the year and, you know, going forward had you know had some momentum i think he's who as as you famously like to say i think he's who we think kenny pickett was last year not me but like how when they drafted kenny pickett i think sam howell's that guy you know what i mean i think that's pittsburgh was drafting sam howell not kenny pickett i i don't i doubt we'll have a kenny pickett conversation but we'll see we'll see but here's the thing with uh here's the thing with sam howell I, I I like Sam. Here's the thing with Sam Howe. I he's going to be, in my opinion, a starter for a long time, and he's going to perform. But a lot of it's going to be based off of this year. We saw what Brian Dayball did for Daniel Jones last year. The Washington Commanders brought in Eric Bieniemy, and mm-hmm. I want to have this conversation. This didn't take weight into my consideration for him being a quarterback. Again, this is a depth chart. We're all on the same team, same coach, same roster, everything. I want to say this. We can have the convert. Everyone wants to have the conversation with Eric B and me about why he didn't get the job or why he's never, why he's never been a head coach, all these types of things, all this different kind of stuff. There's more pressure in my opinion on Eric B and me for this to work than there is Sam Howell. And I think it will work. I think Eric Bieniemy will get the best out of Sam Howell. But I hope, in saying that, I hope that, because there's going to be rough patches, I hope when things get tough with Sam, they don't just pull him. A lot like Miami did with Tua's rookie year, when things got rough, they pulled him and threw Ryan Fitzpatrick in because they wanted to fix things. And we had this argument with Tua back then when it was a rookie. I said, you got to let him play. It doesn't yeah. matter how bad he's playing. you got to let him play. I feel the same way with Sam. I feel like there's a little bit more riding on the coaching staff here. On, on Ron yeah. Rivera, he's going to be fired if it doesn't go well. Eric beat him and they brought him in. He's going to be called a fraud if it doesn't go well. All this type of stuff. Yeah that I hope that they don't panic and say, oh, throw Jacoby in there because Jacoby's got to be the guy because Sam's not playing well. Because if you can get through the rough patches, which there's going to be because he's essentially a rookie this year, if you can hang in there, I promise you, in this situation, the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, that's 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 well said. Like, um like I factor in things like that, like having the proper coaches and the proper situation. Like some of these guys are just up against it. Uh, there, you know, there's some of these players that are just like, you know, no matter what you do, it's going to, it's, it's not going to be great. Like, uh, uh, Huntley Ritter, like they're not in a, they're not in as the situation as, as to where housing kind of the opposite of like, there's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, th- this team, is in the toughest division, probably the the most competitive division in football next year, but also could have a chance at a wild card. Like going into it, like you ought to expect the commanders to fight for a wild card um, or whatever they're going to be called. I heard it I might mean, not be the commanders again next year. Here's the thing though, Jeff, Philadelphia is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And Dallas is good, but you look at New York's good too. I don't want to sleep on New York, but you want to, 
like I truly think the second position in the NFC West is a three-way up for grabs. Oh, hundred percent. That's Dallas, what I'm saying. The Giants and Washington. Yeah, the like, Eagles. The Eagles are winning the division outside of injuries. Like that's that's yeah. a no-brainer. Like there's absolutely and second no-brainer. for me is up to a three-way I, 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 a three-way competition. Totally agree. I, it was last year. I between mean, the was, three quarterbacks, I don't think the gap is all that large. If you're yep. asking me between Prescott, Jones, and and Howell, yep. in my opinion. Yep. And and coaching, I mean, Dallas doesn't have the coaching that the you know Washington does now. Like Washington has the edge in coaching. If we're going to talk about like it's Bianami against McCarthy is 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 a is a is a bloodbath. Like it's not McCarthy's time has passed. Like I like I know he wants it be more his way. It's going to backfire horribly. Now we're getting into like speculation, but I'm saying like that's going to benefit. That's going to benefit how like he's in a great situation. I think it's going to work. I think we I think we agree on how. And I think next year we're talking about like him being the second best quarterback in the NFC East at least. I, I agree. All right. That's the four. It was it was Ritter, <laughs> Huntley, Mayfield, Sam Howe. We had some spirited discussions about some guys. And we, we got agreed. through the Mayfield discussion. And we again. and we agreed on others. Jeff, it's the end of the show, which means it's time for you to predict the next four guys. Oh did my god. Did you get gosh. any right? Did you get any right from last week? I do not remember. Um I I know I predicted that uh we would have a rookie, uh, which we didn't. I predicted I didn't I didn't see Ritter being on your list. Definitely Huntley not being on your list. I think I don't think I predicted Mayfield, but I'm not surprised. But no, I don't think I was right at all. I didn't so I kind of right, run it so back. For I, we, we, next week we gotta be talking about Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Like at some point, like so for twenty it can't be any higher. For twenty eight through twenty five, who who are you who are you predicting? Who are the four? Uh I'll say Fields, uh Stroud, Young, and man, is it time? I don't know if you're factoring in injury the latest news or not. So I don't oh no, I'll say uh love. Okay. I'll Let's say see. love. We'll we got to be getting there. I'm just going to run out. I'm just going to keep saying the same four until it happens. Uh, this week blew me away, man. There's two players on here that I didn't even know were going to be on the list. So, yeah. like, I th- there's one guy I think you'll see on the list who you didn't mention. Who I think maybe if I know you like I think you know like I think I do, I think you're probably thinking he's probably higher. Yeah, you may think he didn't make the list at all, but I'm. Thinking you're probably thinking he's a just a tad, tad <laughs> bit higher, but I have him on next week's list. That's oh come okay. Out. And so, here's I want I want to I want to preface this by saying I I don't put any more thought into this and not as an insult because I like it the way we do it. So like I won't research, I won't look at any quarterback list, I won't make up my own. I do everything on the fly because that makes it more fun and spontaneous for me when your list comes out. That's just how we do it here uh on the morning brew. Yeah, I, it's going to be a fun conversation cuz there's a lot there's Coming up, there's a lot of guys who I've been high on, a lot of guys who, who I've, who I've, everyone, yeah, I mean, everyone on this list I've been high on. I will say. Yeah, that. Here's how I, it goes. So next week we start into the like, you know, oh I forgot about him list, and then the next week we start into the like this guy is on the edge of being a playoff quarterback list. And then the next couple of weeks is wild card quarterbacks. And then the next, yeah. the last three weeks are like, okay, these are the dudes like we're separating them by, you know, you know, notebook paper. So it's, I, I like looking forward to it in that, in that direction. Next week will be fun. The week after that, will be like, that's when we'll start like separating, like, ah, this guy's, you know, it'll be has-beens or coming ups, you know, stuff like that. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't think sure. Malik Willis is on the list. No, that's not my prediction. A not a chance. <laughs> no offense, Malik. You seem like a not good a seem like a good kid, but and some, I can t- I can tell you this work. for the first time in two years, Jameis Winston's not on the list either. All right. I I didn't figure. I was gonna predict that. I already knew he wasn't. Once we got to 29, I'm like, Winston ain't on the list. And uh he shouldn't be. Like no. not, not this coming year. Yeah, no nope. things happen. 
but that right, is interesting. Yeah. Like, what do you do with the car? What do you do? Like, there's so many guys that are like, what do we do with this guy? There's. I I'm curious say, where Russell Wilson lands. I'm very curious where Russell Wilson say lands. I will say there are a awful. Yeah. There are, there are two quarterbacks in particular who we know is on the list. It's just a matter of where they're at. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, who I cannot wait. Cannot wait for those conversations. Yeah. One, because I'm going to, because this is my chance to say I told everybody so. And the other one is there's some stuff that I think I may, I may pull out or, or bring up that may surprise some people. And I think another, oh, I know not. No, I'm not going to predict him next week. In two weeks, I think we'll talk about Deshaun Watson. You think so? I think. I, I don't know what to do with it either. He, I mean, I know he's on there. I, I have no idea what to do with Deshaun Watson. I'll say there were three guys who I had no, no idea what to do. This doesn't tell you their position. Yeah. But you want to talk about the three guys who when I was making this list kept me up at night? Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, and Russell Wilson. Ooh. Because Matthew kept- Stafford. I knew Russell Wilson I'm curious about. I love it. Because, I mean, we don't even know if Stafford's going to be in the league. But, yeah, yeah you if he is, you you got to have him on there. Watson is a mystery. Wilson yeah. had one of the worst starting – I I don't know. Wilson Wilson is Russell Westbrook at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it's like I, I know he makes the money, and I know sometimes he looks good, but then you're like, does he really help your team? Hey, Jeff. Like he's kind of in a weird position. Jeff, you got to watch what you say about Russell Westbrook. That off the ball network chat. When they hear this, it's going to kill you because if you don't <laughs> say anything, if you don't say anything, but Russell Wilson's the best player since Michael Jordan, everybody in that off the ball network <laughs> chat gets a little upset. True, you know? true. Because true. That, apparently that, that's Russell right. Wilson does no wrong, or Russell yeah. Westbrook does no wrong. But yeah. that's a different conversation that's it okay. listen okay. I, I don't know if anybody at home can tell i like to fight my fights a little, <laughs> a little strongly and i was right about james uh, your winning like percentage is pretty good your winning percentage i was right is about urban good. meyer i was right about james winston been right about yeah. baker may or uh not baker obviously yeah i've been right about blake bortles you might and, be right about john morant i i what can i say yeah i i can't yeah hey yeah but hey Real quick before we go, let everyone know where they can find you, all that kind of stuff. I know you're semi-retired from from podcasting, but let them know at least where they can follow you on Twitter and all that good jazz. Yeah, you can find me at jhunt 6 on Twitter still, uh, still interact and everything. Of course, go check out everything that Stuart does. Um, you know, it's it's he, he's doing he's doing really good work. I'm you know, I'm I'm honestly honored to be on the show. Check out the Authball Network, everything they do, all the guys over there. And a special shout out just to the show recently. And for the sports fans, it actually includes, you know, baseball. I did a show with the Basement Surge. So if you want to go check out the Basement Surge podcast. Good show, um, by the way. I went and listened yeah. to it. Oh yeah, it's pretty wild. Me and John go way back, and we had a good time. So, and they got some stuff coming up. I'm doing a show with uh, Jay Stevens and uh, Locked On, you know, Buckeyes again this week. We're kind of get we're kind of getting back together. So, uh, semi retirement is, is 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 fun. It's active, and I appreciate everybody who has me on. But uh, basically, my general thing is always just support the like the independent podcasters. You know. The, the up and comers, like give them a chance and listen to them. I promise that uh, it, it's, it's as good as, you know, the, the, the guys, you know, making all the, the millions off of it, you know, that, that, that are out there. So, uh, you know, just, just keep an open mind. And I want to end the show by saying this, I talked to Jeff about it. I thought about it on vacation and I think I'm going to do it. We are, we are doing the quarterback countdown, obviously for the next eight weeks. And then I'm going to take some time off, maybe about a month, month and a half off. And I think we're going to, you know, I think we're going to rebrand. I think a little bit, I think there's going to be a little bit of a rebrand. Nothing crazy, not going to get away from sports. I obviously love talking about sports. I love talking about quarterbacks, football, all that kind of stuff. But as I was talking to Jeff last week, for those who don't know, before we record, there, you know, we have a we have pre conversations a lot of times that could also be podcast as well. <laughs> so we had a pre conversation before the show last week, and then I talked to my wife about it, thought about it over the vacation. There's more to me than sports. There's more I 
I like to talk about. There's more I would like to bring to the microphone than sports, and I don't have time to create another podcast. So we are going to kind of a rebrand. It will be a sports and entertainment podcast. But I'm going to take a month off, work on the rebranding, try to build up some some catalogs, some episodes, and then when we come back, we'll we'll come back firing all cylinders. But you got eight more weeks of this, and then I'm taking a break, taking some time to relax, taking some time to refocus, taking some time to reshift and, and to rebrand the the podcast into what I think is going to be a bright bright future. Best of luck, man. I can't I can't wait. I can't. I hope I'm a part of it. Let's just say that. I hope I'm a part of it. Of course you are. Of course you are. You still owe me a dark night episode. And that's all that's all I'm gonna say. That is still owe me a dark night episode. That that is part of the reason I'm rebranding. So not because I owe you the dark night, but because it's my favorite movie of all time and I want to talk about You do got a little joker in you. Now that I think about it, you got a lot of Joker. Where do you think the uh, where do you think the start the start of this podcast came from? When I say "and here we go," it came from the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, you got a little Joker in you. I like it. A good con, <laughs> not the Joaquin Phoenix con. Oh, we'll have that debate too. But that's don't for even the get re- me started. That's for the rebrand. Don't even but get me started. Just wanted to keep you guys up to date with what's going on. There will be a break after the quarterback countdown. We'll rev it back up with some entertainment. And then right when football season starts, we're gonna pick up right where we left off. I'll I'm still doing my you know college football rankings that I did last year. I did a top fifteen until about towards the end of the year. I did a top ten, and so that's what we're gonna do. Top fifteen, top ten. I'm sure I'm gonna have Jeff on. I'm sure I'm gonna have Zach McKinnell on, and I'm sure I'm gonna have Walker on. And there's gonna be a lot. Of, there's gonna be a lot of twelve team college football expansion debate. I just know there will be. This next season, well, it's already it's already done. You you lost the fight, dog. <laughs> it's done. It it happened. Doesn't mean I've lost the fight. Oh, good. Lo- I didn't lose the war. I lost the battle. All right, <laughs> true. But that's true. a different debate for a different time. Big thank you to all y'all listening. A big thank you to everyone who helps the podcast grow. Keep listening. Keep keep subscribing. Sharing with your friends. All that stuff. We'll be back next week with quarterbacks twenty eight. Through 25, we're going to have more debate, more quarterbacks to talk about. I think Jeff's head might explode on some of these because I think there are some (laughs) guys that he truly thinks Anthony Richardson is better than coming up on next week's list. But until then, have a good day, good night, good afternoon, whatever it is. You have a good one, and I will see you next week.